Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jesse Blake. Let's go! And a happy early Thanksgiving to you, our American friends. Yeah, it's, freedom. Uh, thanks to you. Freedom turkey. Thanks to you, we get 14 hockey games tonight and then nothing tomorrow and nothing last night. And, and, then, and then Friday, it'll be a bunch of afternoon games. Which, by the way, I love a good afternoon hockey game. I don't mind it. I like it from a work perspective. Yeah. But if you're working, then yeah, I can see how it would suck. One day I want to do the official power rankings of the best time zones to watch sports. Oh, and right now I'm leaning heavy towards the central. Oh, the central, central time zone I think might be. It's really close is the west because I love the. I when I was out in out in on the west coast like a couple times in my life watching an afternoon game like the the four o'clock start and then you get the next one at seven and then it's kind of like ten and everything's done. It's beautiful. I think, I think west coast weekend can't be beat but central weekday well here so sense? mountain time let me throw this at you mountain time is a bit of a wild card mm-hmm. because it's only a two-hour difference but what i found was if i if, if you go too far west then it's almost over too early like especially when you're mm, like 10 o'clock no, but i see that's why i liked it okay because why? so so you'll have the the four let's say leafs start at four right because that'll be seven o'clock uh, East Coast time, mm-hmm. right? So Leafs start four local. Yep. And then you get that game. Then you get the 7 o'clock Vancouver Canucks game, Kings game, whatever you want to watch. And then 10 o'clock, you get to watch your shows. You get to hit up Netflix. You get to go to Crave. You get to do all the other stuff that you didn't used to have time for because the games were on. And right, go clubbing, right, right Adam? Yeah, we're yeah. going clubbing. Yeah, I'll tell you what we did in Calgary. Hit up the bar. I'm going to go full mountain time. I think. Get I your think Riz game on. Edmonton, yeah. Calgary, Colorado, Hello, lady. Den- Denver. You guys have it the best. And the reason I'll say that is this: uh, when I did used to go out to the bars, and it's been a while. Mm. Um, the uh, we we used to go to a place called Hudson's. Yep. And we would drink and we would watch the Leaf game and we start at like five o'clock. So you have a little dinner, have a little beer or whatever it is. And then you watch the, you know, let's say it's flames. That, it's Leafs and Sens and then Flames and Oilers on a Saturday night. Hot damn. So then you watch a Flames and Oilers game. Doesn't matter where they are. It's always good. And then at 11 o'clock when it when it wraps up, that was the perfect time for the bar to switch over to a nightclub, which is what it mm-hmm. did. And that was where, because 10 o'clock is too early, right? Yeah, so what, what time zone is that? That's mountain time. So that's, that's a two-hour so wh- difference, not a three-hour. Yeah, and then the central is the one hour. Yes. This is, so, the, yeah, this, I think the central might be leading. That mountain time is pretty, because the two hours are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it might be mountain, mountain time is delish. central 
West, yes, or but, maybe Mountain West Central. If what you're about trying to work, Stockholm? If you're trying to everything work in Europe sunset, is zero. If you're like, trying to work, work selling sunset into your Saturday night, though, you, it's got to be Pacific, right? Because yeah, because then you get the extra time. But yeah. the, that mountain, the two hour might be might be the best because then it's five o'clock. You know, you're done work and the game starts. You don't like a little that's probably the hockey. No, every everything on the other side of the world is zero. Like you're at the bottom. Okay, you're so not in this discussion. We weren't here. Nothing's catered to you. I'm sorry. The, we weren't here for the Sunday eight in the morning game. What was that like? Oh, I liked Are it. Are you wearing my press pass? Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to have that on camera. That's fine now. Oh, it's yeah, fine now yeah, because yeah. the event's you, over. You're not supposed to show them uh when you have the actual event. But I didn't notice you were wearing my press pass the whole friggin' time. Global series. You're telling a story. Steve will keep that like no, every press pass he's ever had. Oh, what was the question? Um what was it like watching the Leafs at eight in the morning? I liked it, Adam. Did you? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, I, I woke up on Sunday. Um, my daughter sleeps until like 845, which is primo. Screw, just, I know. I, mm-hmm. I want to set you on fire. Yeah, I know. Drew's giving me the finger right oh now. I'm God. telling you, I got the best sleeping kid out you there. You and I are kind of used to that, though, because I, wa- I wake up to watch F1. Yeah. Most like during the summer and yep. the, the F1 season, their races are usually at 9 a.m. unless it's in a weird part of the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to waking up at 9 a.m. on Sundays to watch uh, and Saturdays to watch qualifying in, in the race. So Sunday morning sports is great because then you're because you, you have your coffee, you watch it and then you get some chores done. And then if it's the fall, like. You can throw football on if it's the summer. You probably got an afternoon baseball game you can throw on. Like it's, I don't know. I, I love a, I love an early morning sporting event. Getting, getting fired up early. It's fun. Mm. Um, you would have loved it. Do, do you, yeah. do you, do you hold your coffee like this and put it right under your chin? I do. And I, I see do. your fireplace. And just, and just think about you know how much you've accomplished and just be cozy. Yeah, it's just, you know, cozy vibes, bro. With your socks like almost up to your knees. Well, no, and you gotta have the, and they gotta be like puffy. They gotta be like the ones from from Indigo that yeah. are just like mittens on your feet. Just if you have a hardwood floor, you're dead. <laughs> you're just fucking no. dead. I think I think Let you nailed die. it with the mountain, Adam. Yeah. Mountain's good. Yeah, dropping dropping that one hour probably makes more sense because then it's five o'clock and you're off, and that's the hundred percent time of the day. That's yeah. just that was just my thought on it, but. Yeah. <laughs> up. You'll have to excuse the the cough. I'm feeling a lot better today. Good. You? But every time you cough, I'm going to tell you to shut up. Well, <laughs> so because we didn't get any games last night, we're going to do a bit of an extended press conference today. Woo. Uh, but we also need to talk about a few things and follow up on a few things. So mm. as we are recording the episode yesterday, Columbus, we're talking about the issues in Columbus. The Patrick Lyonet quote, which was the quote of the day yesterday in the NHL about him being embarrassed uh, by, you know, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets scratching him. And he said, you know, I've talked to them about it. He was apparently blindsided by it. He said, we'd had some discussions. He's like, but I didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, it makes me wonder uh, how much longer, like, I mean, we we wondered this in September. How much longer does this management group have? Um, how much longer do they have now? How much, how much patience and tolerance does this ownership group who swear, swore up and down they didn't need to do this, by the way. Swore up and down, they weren't going to make changes. If there's problems, you shouldn't commit to anything. So when you're when you're managing something, we got a big problem on our hands. You shouldn't make statements that are that are like, this is this is the way it is. This is my line in the sand because you might need to make some changes because things aren't going well. And what I'm looking at is a management group in Columbus that now the owners have said, well, they have to stay. We don't want any more messing around right mm-hmm. and uh i don't think that they maybe should and it doesn't sound like the players think that they should it doesn't sound like the fans think that they should now like okay it's easy to hop on a show 
and be like, they got to make a move. They got to do something. And it's definitely the sexier thing to do. Uh, Drew, I thought, made an excellent point because he was talking about, I, w- I was trying to think of what is the closest thing we've seen to the Babcock situation with Columbus, where a coach didn't even make it to training camp. Remember 1617? Uh, Patrick Waugh just quit the Avalanche. <laughs> he just quit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And Jared Bednar had to take over. Do you remember that Avalanche team? Terrible. They friggin' stunk. Calvin Pickard played over 50 games, if I remember correct. He played like 55 games. They didn't have a goalie. They didn't have players, the system, uh, hope in the world, nothing. Um, And then what happened? Nathan McKinnon signed the best extension in league history. Ever, ever. um, They fleeced two teams in the same three-way deal with the uh, Matt Shane trade. trade and uh, rode off into the sunset. They were Stanley Cup champions within half a decade. So I'm not saying that's going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> to Columbus because like Colorado had guys like Miko Rantanen and waiting. Landis Gog, yes. already good. Yes. Like it's amazing how many parts of that really, really terrible team Ended up winning the cup. Well, a lot had to go wrong. A lot had to go wrong, and then a lot had to go right. Um, But sometimes... It feels like it's easier to get out from the bottom in the NHL. Look at how miserable and sad sack the Ducks were last year. And now here they are. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're competitive and relevant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Last year, they were neither. So... Is the move to make a bunch of sweeping changes in Columbus? I mean, it kind of seems like it, but that that is the sort of thing that can happen if you're patient. Like, you know, we, we've we've ripped on Dubois for you know basically forcing his way off two teams. I mean, Liney's kind of getting himself into the same situation, mm-hmm. and but bigger things were expected of Liney than Dubois, even though Dubois was uh, fourth pick, mm-hmm. third pick. Line A, we all thought, like, that's a perennial 50-goal scorer. That's the closest thing we've seen to Ovechkin. And last year, like, here's how low the expectations are. Mm -hmm. Last year, he was about a a point-a-game player on the miserable Columbus Blue Jackets. And right before the show, I went, that's pretty good. No, it's not. Not for him. Not for him. Like, he was scoring at, I think it was half uh, half a goal a game. He had... 22 goals in 55 games, 30 assists. That's 52 points in 55 games. You're before 56 and 56, 26 goals, 30 assists. That's about a 40 goal pace, honestly. Little off. A little, a little yeah, off. Not, not quite. Not. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. no. 22 and 56. Is okay. Quite Don't make me do math. It's over 30. Yeah. Over 30. He's in the 35-ish range. In the 30. That's good. 34, maybe. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I look at the height. I look at the weight. I look at the resume. I look, like everything here should work. Like all, like you could trade him to another team and they could be like, hey, you're a winger, right? And he goes, yeah. Hey, I have this wild idea. What if we played you on the wing? And You know, you Columbus on, can just simply do that. And put you on PP1. Yes, Columbus can just simply play this winger where he should be and he can friggin' light the world on fire. Or or you can leave Ken Johnson in the minors and keep teaching him a lesson. I just don't know what the fuck. Punching yourself in the face, essentially. I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, they're not bad on purpose anymore. Well, and, and you know what's interesting is that, you know, people were kind of talking about it yesterday and 
like there were players like especially your check came in and was by all accounts better than three or four of the defensemen they already have and then they were like you know what let's healthy him you know what let's send him down like why what's going on mm -hmm. their situation actually doesn't seem all that difficult to fix like maybe i'm being stupid mm -hmm. like because over a month ago we were talking about oh they have too many defensemen and they're going to trade some of them but meanwhile they don't have enough forwards mm. stupid pull the trigger man move move some of these guys try to get some forwards do something do anything your team shouldn't be the shit mm -hmm. oh i mean it's a good roster on paper it should be relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not nine-game losing streak bad. Yeah. Like, I, you don't look at it and you say, this team is going to be at the bottom of the entire league. Did you think they'd make the playoffs? No. I didn't. I thought they'd be competitive this year. Yeah. But, like, this isn't... They're not relevant. Yeah, right I now. thought they'd fight a little harder than they are. You got to get relevant. I mean, the goaltending situation is pretty interesting. Like, I kind of wonder if there's a change of scenery deal out there for Merzlikens, but, like, that contract's a world of hurt. I, th I think there are teams who would do it. Mm -hmm. I uh, I don't know what to do here with this team, but I, I think it starts with get line a happy and playing the friggin' wing. Yeah. Look at look at their cap. Jesse has it up right now. So cap friendly, bless them, has line a listed as a <laughs> center right wing left wing, which is not true. Like <laughs> he's play he's played all. Yes. All of the positions. Their highest paid true center, according to Cap Friendly anyway, like guy who just plays center is Adam Fantilli, who is 18 and a rookie. They have Line who can, Jenner who can, Corrali who can, Tessier who can, <laughs> Justin Danforth who can. Who the, I'm sorry. Justin Danforth is a creative player. <laughs> <clears throat> that that's somebody EA made up and nah. he made it into real life somehow. He broke the simulation. You know what's going to be great is <laughs> when he scores against the Leafs. When he gives the Leafs the taste of the Danforth and friggin' lights them up. That that'd be and, a great Joe Bowen call. Yeah, oh, taste <laughs> of the Danforth. Oh yeah, uh, Joe Bowen would nail that. Stop sending me the petition. By the way, <laughs> stop it. It's not going to work. Stop not, it. Petitions don't work like that. I'm sorry. Stop it. Petitions aren't going to make this giant corporation want to spend more money. Mm -mm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like they, they, dude, get a center, get a fucking center. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Like, dude, I, we keep coming back to this. <laughs> like, I'm sure John Davidson wears a lot of this. Yarmo's been there since what? 2013. Yeah. Well, JD's been there since before that. Stop. JD left briefly though. Remember when he was in charge of uh, the Rangers? Oh yes. And, yes. And yes. That yes. Old debacle. Oh, with, <laughs> and that uh, went really well. That's why yeah. he's still there, right? That That's was the, awful. He's no. NHL's it most was... valuable franchise. That's why he's still there running it, right? Stop. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is is it that hard to to wrangle front office talent? They have some really smart young minds in that organization, too. They do. In their in their <clears throat> front office. Well, I think are they being listened to? Well, I, I think you've got John and Yarmo who are in their their own world. I mean, it's not the the what we're hearing on the streets. Yeah, is you're that, just walking around asking. I don't know, but like from you know, what's circulating right now is that people are baffled by the conversations they're having with with this group, this management group. Baffled so is the word. They're not the team you call up to fleece because they'll just waste your time. I I don't 
I, I, I don't even know if, if that's necessarily the case. Like they, I'm sure they're able to evaluate trades. I mean, they, in, in, in theory, they made a good trade with Pierre-Luc Dubois. They haven't. The Damon Severson trade. Like I think it's, yeah. Acquiring even, Severson was great. Even I, grabbing Provorov for what they did. Like, Provorov, awesome. I yeah. generally don't hate the things they've done. It's, it, it it's seems the final be, product is, guys, you have no centers. And, and they also, what, but they also, the they also don't know how to develop players. Mm -hmm. Who have they developed? I'm trying to think. Rowinski, who, who, he was going to the NHL anyway. Um, Seth like, like you're you're talking about like guys who weren't surefire hits. Yeah, like even their three last first round picks have been very very good. But like who else, man? Who else you got? Like, do you count Jenner? I mean, yeah, he's, I'm hundred percent. He's the captain. Okay, but is Boone Jenner? What, how many how many years has he been in the league? Quite a while. Like, did they draft and develop him? Or yeah, you know? and no, I I'm, I know Columbus did. Did this management group? Oh, um, you know that's the point. Like, it's not. Uh, Boone Jenner's first season was 13-14. So he was already developed. When Yarmo stepped in, it was 10 years ago. Yeah, but if, if you take a look at their roster, they have many draft picks who are in their lineup right now from Fantilli, Marchenko, Cole Sillinger, um, uh, Boone Jenner, like if you want to add in there. They're funny, Goretzky. right? Like, we're looking for a reason why they're this bad. Because generally, you look at the things they've done and you're like, oh, I don't hate most of it. Mm -hmm. But they've had no success. And I think that's None. what it comes down to. You've had um, Kekalainen in, in there since 2013. And, and since then, they've had one big moment where they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then they beat the Leafs in a play-in round. And besides that, they've just been knocked out of the playoffs the few times they've made The it. Lightning win was really, really, really cool. And it was a fun moment. But take it from this Leafs fan, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit, man. Like, the, the Leafs finally won around for the first time since 2004. And we rode that for about three or four days. Yep. In, <laughs> Until we realized it didn't actually mean anything. In the 10 years he's been there, that's the only playoff series they've, they've won. Because the, the, the qualifying round versus the Leafs isn't technically the first round. Yeah. So if you don't count that, or if you do want to count it, then they've won 1.5. Well, it's in the name, right? Qualifying. Yeah, they, they so, won... The Leafs lost. They did not qualify. They did not Columbus qualify. Columbus won. The they did qualify. Yeah. And then so got killed. They got killed by the Lightning in, in five games. And that's if if you're a general manager of a team and in 10 years you have one playoff series win, I think that is a failure. And I think we've come to the position where the owner doesn't want to make a change because of all the hoopla that went on preseason. So we just got to wait out these guys' days and eventually we're going to get to sometime in the spring and these guys are going to lose their jobs. Midseason arrives fast. Yeah. Like, listen, that thinking, um, you know what? We just went through a lot of upheaval. We don't want to do so. Again, again, solid logic. You lost nine straight. Midseason arrives fast. I don't know what I, to tell you. I got to ask, is Pascal Vincent ready for this? I don't like how he's been coaching. No, and, but he with the line changes he's been making and how nothing is kind of stable and, and the benchings. Like, I don't know if what he's doing is getting the guys going. You need centers. You need centers or you're dead. You have one in the AHL who's doing well. He can't call him up. He can. Come on. He, he, he can't call him no, up. That he, can't, he can't go to Yarmo. go Yarmo. What the fuck, man? You're having me play Patrick Laine at center? You can't call him up. 
Yeah, I think it, it's a little like it's hard to blame uh, Pascal Vincent for anything. Like he's he just got thrown into this job a month ago. You you can at very least say he wasn't put in a position to succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. And again, you could have just not hired Mike Babcock. <laughs> right. And I think we're we're I think you guys are a little underestimating how difficult it is to make a decision to fire a president and GM tw- twenty games into a season. And like like it's yeah. not, oh, that's yeah, not yeah. a who's small gonna, decision to make. Like I get run it. losing, but you also when you fire somebody, you have to also replace that person yeah. with somebody who can run the organization. So this is just going to take a little bit of time, but it's a complete mess, and they need to go eventually. Well, this is why you need a robust staff. Like this, this was the issue that we talked about in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. There was no replacement for Pierre Dorian under him because they just didn't have a staff. Mm-hmm. I'm trying and to. And it took a, a man passing away and getting a new owner for somebody to come in and say, this organization is a complete mess the way Pierre Dorian has been running it and the way the old owner has been running it. Let's get some actual people who know what they're doing in here and let's get rid of the old regime. Hey, what yeah. if we like hired people? Yeah, like literally, what if Ottawa hired scouts and and player personnel, guys to run the organization? They all talked with each other, and they didn't all operate in their own silos. And that seems to be the case now. And they have a uh, an up and coming organization who's going to be good in a couple of years. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just looking. They have a director of hockey analytics. They have a director of amateur scouting, obviously. Uh, for some reason, there's two listed. Trevor Timmons is one of them, wasn't he, with the Habs? Um, assistant general manager Basil McRae is 62. You're reading Columbus's. I'm just, yeah, this staff. is just like Josh Flynn is 40. Like, are, like, I think you are need, these names, you know what I mean? I think you need to, you're going to have to bring in somebody that's got a new perspective yeah. and look at things through a different yeah. lens. Like, this is a prime opportunity. Again, I keep bringing up this name, Eric Tulski in Carolina. If you could pry him out, there's a guy I bring in to be the GM. You need somebody with experience at the president level who can work. Look after the business. Let Tulski build his staff, look after the hockey. President looks after the business and outreach in the community and making sure that they get the corporate dollars and the fans and seats and that they're right now, you sell winning or you sell hope in sports. Those are the two mm-hmm. things you sell. So you're selling hope. Okay. <clears throat> You have to sell hope, right? And yep. with a new man, general manager, and then you have you let Tulski go in there and do his thing. Well, give sorry, him, what, give him what 24 saying, months to turn it around. What I'm saying is, sorry, I thought you were going to say you either sell winning and I was going to go, eh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Or you sell hope, <laughs> eh. They don't have well, that either. Well, well I mean, they got to try and sell hope now. 100%. Yeah, they if, have that with Fantilli. If you ask around, Tulski's the guy that's been behind a lot of the great Don Waddell mm-hmm. regime moves in, in Carolina. Well, I, I'm such a fan of yeah. what this guy apparently can bring because apparently enough, it's the, this is the guy. They have enough quality players that I don't think they need to like strip it down to the bone and be no. shit for a while. Like I, I think they can turn it around. They've done that because I, they haven't year. been good. Yeah. I also don't think this is a Samueli situation in the Ducks where if the Ducks aren't winning, they can't spend. Like this team, I believe this family has significant Who's dollars. The, who owns? I'll look it up. Um, well, this is the problem. They're spending, I think, more money than they ever have, and they're still bad. Yeah. John P. McConnell. Uh, of J oh, yeah. J Mac. His his and, name was on the uh that release after the Babcock stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, he is the CEO of Worthington nice. Industries. Uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, a bunch of I guess there was like a steel facility. Um, <coughs> um, yeah, and he owns he's owned the team since inheriting it from his older his father in two thousand and eight. So uh, there was like a 
you know, I guess it's all it's kind of boring business stuff. Yeah, if I'm uh, Mr. McConnell, I'm taking after the Barry Trotz way of running uh, the people underneath me and that I'm leaving the people in their jobs right now, but I'm going to openly go look for their replacements. Oh, like what he did like, with John Hines. Like what he did, the dirtiest so dirty. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but that's probably how I'm operating with the Columbus job right now. Hey, I'm going to leave them there because I need somebody to do the jobs right now, but I'm going to go look for their replacements. And if I find something good, then I'm going to make that change immediately. I, Poor John Hines. I hate to say this, but... Um, like how many times have we seen in the NHL, have we seen in sports and seen in our own personal lives situations where a corporation does something and we're like, I can't believe they did that, mm -hmm. but they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. It's business. You got to be a little ruthless. Mm -hmm. Got to be a little ruthless. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, there have been a lot of situations where I'm like, you didn't fucking need to do that, but they do it. They, they, and they did it in the spirit of trying to win. Yeah. You, you have to try to win. You got a decade. And at the end of the decade, you reach the point where you, you're hiring a coach who needs to be fired preseason and the team has a bunch of young stars and nobody's playing well. I'd be like, it's time's up. You just mm -hmm. spent a boatload of my money. Like you begged to spend my money for a long time. I finally let you and you made negative progress you got Goudreau, you're fired you got line a and none of this is working like what are you doing you're fired yeah it's it's time i don't know man um i don't, I don't like calling for that but i'm sorry like uh no gm has been around for longer and accomplished less uh and that is not cruel it is bare fact who are the longest tenured gms in the nhl right now he's got to be one of them I can I can actually look this up. He's got to be one of them. Uh, None of the Canadian Shovel Dayoff's been there forever. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, one of the Canadian GMs. I think he was 2012, 2011 or 2012 with the Jets. So he's got to be one of the longest tenured. All right, you guys want to play a game? Oh, I, yes. I, I, oh, oh, you already. I, 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 Adam, Adam can't play. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's game. Okay, Steve's game. Adam's out. <laughs> luckily, All right. Luckily, I can't top, it up. Really. Top three. Who are your guesses, Steve? <sighs> hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Shovel Dayoff's up there. Correct. He is within the top three. Oh, I don't like the way you said that. Um hmm. GMs. It's gonna be oh. How long's Doug Armstrong been there? I'm gonna say Doug Armstrong. Within the top Let's three. Go! Well done. And one more. Um <laughs> You're almost three for three. That's very impressive. Ah. Uh, Okay, shovel day off. That goes to show, though. Mm -hmm. Like, only about a, a decade. Um, trying to... Okay, not the Metro that I can think. I I think it's Yarmo. Three for three. Let's go! Yeah! Oh, I'm so happy. Those the, are all guesses. The longest tenure general managers in order. Doug Armstrong, one, he was hired in on July 1st, 2010. Number two, Kevin Kevin Dayoff, who was hired on June 8th, 2011. And then number three, Yarmo Kekalainen, who was hired on February 13th, 2013. Narrowly edging out Jim Nil by, what is that, six weeks? Yeah, a yeah. Couple, couple weeks later, Jim Nil was hired in April uh, of 2013, followed by Brian McClellan, 
a year later in May of 2014. And then rounding out the top six, there's Don Sweeney, 2015, Boston Bruins, May, hired him. All but seven GMs in the NHL were hired May 8th, 2018 or later. Yeah. That's how hard it is to keep your job in the yeah, NHL. So the Armos had it since 2013, bro. Yeah, this is a this is a rare thing sticking around for this long. He's coming up on 11 years. Yeah. <clears throat> Guys, it's time. Like I I don't think I'm being unreasonable or mean about this. <laughs> no. Like Especially with those other two general managers who are more tenured than him have at least seen some success. Yeah. Winnipeg, not so much, but at least there's been something. And you can see the pieces there. They were in the Final Four. Really competitive well, team. And yeah. Neil and McClellan, one's got a cup, one's got a finals appearance. Exactly. And, and a couple of uh, Western Conference finals <laughs> yeah. appearances. Don Sweeney's been, like, you can't complain about that. President's Armstrong, trophy. Like said, yeah. People Bob are going to roll their eyes, a, but President's trophy. Rob yeah. Blake's built a really good team with his staff in L.A. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don Waddell, obviously. Obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan. Lou Kekalainen has done nothing compared to his peers and he still has a job. Come on. <laughs> like, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And like, then I, I don't Penn think Holland. I, I, I don't I think, think we're being mean. I think like, you got to play the. I, I think you also have to play into the fact that, you know, sometimes as an owner, there's a human element, right? This is a family run operation and they might just really like these guys. And it's probably very difficult to have to go in and, and say to your friends that you've worked with for a decade, you know, this isn't working, guys. This is your your philosophy doesn't work. You don't have any loyalty to the fans? I think you do, but Steve, come on. Well, I think the fans are nameless and faceless in comparison to the one-on-one -on -one human being that you'd know. And I think anybody, yeah. if you're being honest about it, would be like, this is very difficult and I would prefer not to do this. That, yeah. Adam, that's fine and lovely and very kind your team will continue to suck ass. Yeah, but also... I know, but also, it's also... But you can understand. It, yeah, I, take a second to appreciate that there's a human on the other yeah, end. Yeah, well, you're not even acknowledging not, that point. <laughs> you didn't say yeah. not then no one should lose 24. their job ever. I know. Well, I know that. And I think... I think why did she, Why would Shanahan do that to do? Also keep in mind, <laughs> if you were... If you were the ownership group, and maybe maybe you're not as into hockey as we are, like maybe they're just they just watch. Oh, they go, hey, the, we got some big trades. And we bring in, we brought in these really good players, and yeah, they hired the wrong coach, and that turned out to be a disaster. But they, they look at the great players they brought in, so I could see how maybe this hasn't happened yet. Um, it certainly felt like this summer that Yarmo and JD were playing for their lives here, and uh, in the trades that they made, and then. Uh, then they goofed it by hiring Babs and um, and and now they're goofing it up themselves. You're right. Can't call up Kent Johnson if the general manager won't let you. How do you trust somebody's decision making after that Babcock stuff? Like, I don't I'd, know. I'd be out. I don't know. I'd be like, that's it. Like, I can't trust you to make the right decision with the franchise when you made one of the biggest blunders we've uh, seen. But Jesse, you've known him for a long time. So. <laughs> Out of humans, like we humans don't, don't emotions humans. don't matter. Yeah. No, <laughs> well they don't in no. sports. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights; they just won the cup. But I, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, I could see why they're still there. It's just it's not serving the Blue Jackets. Like this is a community that is sports mad and used to winning. Uh, there's a lot of lot of college um, campuses just down the way with some pretty big teams, and I don't pay a ton of attention to the NCAA, but. Um, this is a, a group of fans that expect to win. And yep. um, I think that at a certain point, you kind of have to be like, when are we delivering on this promise? No, but they and understand I, that people are people. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I, <laughs> keep 
Hey, everyone listening to the show, I'm sure you're nice. Go get Eric Tolsky. Yeah, go, go get Eric Tolsky. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you're nice. Go in and ask for a promotion tomorrow. And this when they good. ask you why, just say, you're cool. You're a nice guy. You're a nice girl. You're just, you're a pal. <laughs> you, you have knee slappers. You bring in coffee and donuts. You're just, you're just stellar. Mm -hmm. And I the bet personality hires. Your enormous boss, your, your enormous corporate boss will be like, you know what? I'm going to bring you on for 11 years of nothing. Just because you're fucking great. It's not going to happen. I promise you. Right. It's not going to fucking happen. I would. Wouldn't it be great if it did? Wouldn't it be great? Shouldn't that be how the world goes around? Listen, I would love no, to be all nice. Steve, what you're describing happens all the time in business. Yeah. Where people just hire people because they know them. Jesse, there's a bunch of people. No, 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 no. Yes. And yes. because they're nice people. Is, it, even is that a clever thing to do? No, no, no. But you don't act like that's not how businesses run all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, like... <laughs> Wouldn't you stop liking someone if you fucking suck for eleven years? No, they could be your friend. They could really, you could really. Well, then them. your team stinks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's how you get to certain places where uh, your operations are are poorly run. We need term limits on GMs, <laughs> like presidents. Yes, like Supreme Court people. Yeah, no, those uh, Supreme Courts. You no, your I like dead, how right? we were like, you know what? Term limits for presidents. Anything else? No, uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. All the other. I think we're good. No, Supreme Court, you can be for half a century. Yeah. And, you could uh, die there. Yeah. You could die there, and <laughs> Congress also. And uh, general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I, I think. Uh, Teflon, Supreme Court Justice, Congress, general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think we solved it. That's it. There it is. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Mm. I saw you looking at your phone there. Mm? Are you looking up ways to be healthy every day? How did you know? Jesse might have a recommendation. You don't need to look at your phone. Just look at Jesse. AG1. Oh. AG1. Take it every day. I take it every morning. Why? Uh, because Why? it is so good for me and my gut health. Like that's that's what I aim for is you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients so you don't need to worry about getting it in other ways. Like you can just take your AG1 every day and you're like, that's out of the way. I woke up in there. It's done. And then also like your gut biomes, they feel better when you wow. take AG1. And the other thing, uh, let the audience in on. You were actually five foot seven when you started doing yeah, the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, AG one does seven. not make you taller. Ah. No, that's the only. Does it make it you greener? In a way, yes. Yes. Because the the drink is green. It is a little green powder, and I have the little AG one container. It comes in, then you take a little scoop, and it's all measured there for you. And you put in, put in your AG one bottle, and you fill up your AG one bottle with eight to twelve ounces. You get right in the middle there. I like the ten ounces. I like to aim it perfect every day when I'm. But getting the water from the sink, and then I drink it. I uh, shake it, and then I drink it. AG1 the, supports your immune health. It's part of your morning ritual, as Jesse said. It's a foundational <laughs> nutritional supplement. Maybe it'll help you stop getting sick like me. It will. Uh, <laughs> it does. I sure hope so. It does. Listen, immune support is a part of it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. You got to try AG1. Try a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2. Whoa. Okay. That's so many letters and numbers. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash STP. That is drinkag1.com slash STP. Check it out. Guys, have you ever stopped to consider the places your butt has been? The magical, incredible places that your butt has been? My butt was in three countries this past week. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you went to events and your butt was at all of them. All the great things that you've had happen in your life, your butt's been a part of it. And that's why we want to plant your butt in the best seats with SeatGeek. 
Oi. Over 70, sorry, with over 28 million downloads, 70,000 events every single day. Wow. You just get on your phone and buy your tickets. It's easy. That's all you do. Yeah. I found Raptor tickets for more than 50% off the other day on SeatGeek. They were like 70% discounted off amazing. of like the uh, actual ticket price. I it can't believe crazy. you got a discount on anything in Toronto. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and great. And now you have a place to put your bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and listen, if you want to use our code, you can SDP for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code. What? Dangle. No. no. SDP. <laughs> SDP, Steve. He just said it. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. It's SDP. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, it's funny that you brought up James Reimer yesterday when we talked about potential goaltenders because Frank Saravaldi brought him up. No way! Uh, and said, you know, I'm you wanna, so fucking smart. If Let's you want go. a low cost option, another one that came up, and I thought you guys would find this interesting, is Mackenzie Blackwood in the Sharks. System. Of course. Um, and the, the interesting thing is if the Oilers are willing to swallow it, because they would have to figure it out, mm -hmm. uh, Jack Campbell's salary could be afforded by the San Jose Sharks. Now, that does limit your ability to make trades at the trade deadline, because I'm assuming a first-round pick is a guaranteed. Oh, at least. At least. And you have to protect it, because you're very not in a playoff spot right now. Mm -hmm. ooh, 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 ooh. And I mean, okay, you're talking about Blackwood going from the San Jose Sharks, but they uh, he's going from the San Jose Sharks to the San Jose Sharks, but they score. Yeah. So like he would at least get goal support. Remember that stat mm -hmm. um, where like during that crazy losing streak, he never got more than three goals in support or something like that. It makes sense. I said Reimer because like I'm not, I'm not just saying. Uh, resume or anything like I've seen him play and I actually think he could succeed in their <laughs> uh, putting it politely chaotic defensive style you I mean you could get both yeah you could they, I'm sure it wouldn't cost you the sun and the moon but I mean you have Stuart Skinner so maybe you shouldn't Blackwood Skinner that could be something yeah absolutely Reimer Skinner yeah I, I can't see them getting rid of Campbell. Well, I don't that, know how they're going to get out from under that deal. Jesse, can you on cap friendly uh -huh. uh, look up a Jack Campbell buyout? <laughs> Jack Campbell buyout. Yeah, that's going to be expensive. Uh, did you see he had a shutout last night? Yes, in, he did. In the a, in yes. Night, yeah. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Jack. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you You're for welcome. bringing that up. I want to look down the barrel of the camera. All I've heard from everybody is, you know what? I, I'm rooting for Jack Campbell to get out of this. I'm rooting for Jack Campbell. It's it's getting tough to watch, you know? But when he was playing bad and goals were going in, those clips went viral. Mm -hmm. They went viral every night, every single goal he allowed. And people would go, oh, Jack. Even the ones that didn't even look like his fault. Listen, a bunch of them were stinkers. But a lot of them weren't even his fault. Last night, he gets a shutout. 
crickets. Yep. I saw a bunch of likes, a few retweets. Where's the love? You're rooting for this guy. Where's the love? We all want to tear a guy down. We don't want to lift him up when it looks like he's finally got it together and he's achieving what the Oilers set out to do. If you're cheering for Jack Campbell, prove it and be loud and proud about that shutout that he got last night. I'm sick of this. I think part, I'm I, sick of the I'm you, sick, of sick of the human nature. No, there's a bunch of I'm Twitter of jerks fake. who every time he had a bad start in the AHL, they would post the the save percentage and be like, "Look, you got a Cuz that's seven the more salacious story. That's human nature. Yeah, no, I know, that but it's you're a jerk for it, being that guy. It's <laughs> It's shabby. Well, you, know, you guys will find there's a lot of jerks out there. Yeah, and we're we're yeah. saying they're jerks. <laughs> I, I I think like you, you you were happy to tear the guy down, and then he got a shutout, and I didn't hear anything. I think because the fall is a fascinating thing. There is there's listen. There, nah, the no way around it. The fall from grace is fascinating. Um, and I think that there are, it, it, what, what kind of highlights am I going to show from a shutout? Also, there were no games last night. So hockey Twitter kind of took a night off, I guess. but, um, no, it, it should be more prominent. It should have been the, the one thing they were thing talking about. On. Yeah. I also, I also don't can't fault people for going. I don't believe it yet. Yeah. But I didn't even see anyone go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But because the second he allowed a bad goal in the AHL, they went, ha. See, told you, bullshit. He stinks. So he gets a shutout, and they're like, "I'm not sure." On this show, I'm not convinced. No, the, the I thing have said multiple he... times on this show that I am rooting for Jack Campbell, and I yeah. am. I yes. loved him here. I believe you. Yeah. And do I need to post highlights every time he does something? No. Well? The you thing know what? Yes. Where you you no, put, where you're only dumping on him is like that's unproductive, and you're an Fair. asshole. If it just every time he sucks, you only post about that. And then when he's good, you're silent. You're an asshole. Yeah, I think you got to be as loud about his accomplishments as you were about his failures mm -hmm. is all I'm saying. Is that, and am I a little protective of Jack still? Possibly. Of course. Possibly. Yeah. Listen, that guy broke a winning streak record that was like 50 years old. You won 11 streak games! And, and also was just a lovely person and great in the community. We love Jack Campbell here. Love him. Uh, always will. Mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, rooting for the guy. I just I wanted to get clarity on that. No, because no. I think, you know, people, people will uh, shame other people for going like, I can't believe that, you're, you, that you can watch this or whatever. And I, I just feel like, okay, yeah, for sure, a fall from grace is fascinating. But I needed to clarify what you meant. Yeah. Because like it's oh. also not my job as a human being to just be like, hey, I have a job and kids and all these other things. What's Jack Campbell up to in the AHL? No, today? I agree. If you posted it going earnestly, oh, this is terrible. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to rip on you for but it. But you're not going like double fuck you, yeah. Jack. And yeah. like, OK, fair enough. Yeah. OK. But like, you got to shut up, man. Like, let's be loud about it. I got this platform. Ah, Campbell got a shout out. Let's fucking go, Jack. That's crazy. Woo! There you go. You're welcome. That's all I wanted to say on my platform. Our platform. You're welcome for bringing that up. Thank you. You know what? what Jesse Blake. About? I don't um, remember. Jesse Blake. <laughs> <laughs> no. What, what I actually, uh, besides that, uh, what I wanted to bring up was um, somebody who's, you're also, you've been rooting for for a long time. Uh, and I think the boat, the ship has passed to acquire him from other for other teams. Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram, Connor baby. Ingram so far this season is six and two. So without Connor Ingram starting in goal, the Arizona Coyotes are 
two, six, and two this season. Ooh. With Connor Ingram, they're six and two. He has a nine eleven, and he's only making one one point nine million dollars for the next three seasons. Last year was the year to acquire Connor Ingram, and I think this year he's proven that he's good. Oh, they're done. And done. they've got a goalie. Like maybe they might sell off a piece or two here or there, but like mm-hmm. the Coyotes are on the way up. Yeah. So I'm I'm no I'm no Frank Saravalli, but yesterday because I I saw like oh these are the goalies that Edmonton can be looking to acquire, and I was like okay Connor Ingram, somebody we've we've talked about in the past. What's the contract? How's he been playing? Is that something that they can go acquire? And no. Arizona should keep this goalie because this year he's playing spectacularly. And when he's in net, they're six and two. And that's a really good record. Has Vimelka struggled? Adam's got something. Uh, I don't I don't want to talk about Vimelka. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Here's what I want to talk about. News just happened? I don't care. I don't care. What happened? Here, I've been dying to bring this up. And I've been putting my hand up because Jesse brought up the Coyotes. Okay. I was and looking the I'm other ready. way. I'm sorry. Now all I'm right, ready. All right, all right. Leafs Nation. You were gaslit. You were gaslit on several players. I'm sorry to tell you this. Oh. Edmonton, I'm sorry to tell you this. Cody Cece was not good in Toronto, no matter what Kyle Dubas says. And I know there are people that are reasonable Kyle Dubas fans, myself included. And then there are those who are biblical Kyle Dubas fans where Dubas is a religion. And no matter what he says, he's right. And that's also not true. Cody Cece stunk in Toronto and then was rewarded with a good contract in Edmonton because he did play well in Edmonton. He did, in his first season, play well there. Mm -hmm. Okay? Fair. Alex Kerfoot Mm. was never that good here. Mm. But we were told he had to be because we he was the only piece remaining from the tragic Nazem Kadri deal that did need to happen, but perhaps not with these players involved. Okay? I (laughs) want you to know that he signed a two-year deal Mm -hmm. with Arizona, and and it's not. I'm not rooting for the downfall of Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, well, I, I was about to go oh. off, but I do want to say <laughs> you were right. Every time you complained about him, what you saw in my mind, because I complained about him a lot, and I'm going to own that, you were probably right. This is a player who became the security blanket for Keith and Dubas, just like Justin Hall did. Busy nothing, and they busy nothing were put into positions where they had to compete at levels that they couldn't achieve. He's and a, a this good is a player, defensive player, but like at the money he's making, you got to score. 100%. To me, Alex Kerfoot is a really good $2 million fourth liner because he can play great defense. Yeah, and you're not afraid when he's on the ice, you're not afraid of him yard sailing anything. I can't remember a time where he was ever crazy bad. But what I can remember is Tavares, Nylander, Kerfoot, Kerfoot. or Matthews, Marner. Kerfoot. What's he got, Adam? <clears throat> I believe that he's bad, got huh? a goal and and Oh, he scored! Yeah, he did score. Let's he go. scored um, uh, four assists, I believe. Four assists, yeah. Oof. And that's a good team, by the way, the Coyotes. Yes. It's a good team this year. They could, can score goals this year. Could use a little bit of finishing. I, I just wanted to triple check, but I'm pretty sure he's been playing on the fourth line all year with Liam O'Brien. who, Which is probably where he... Yeah, honestly, it's probably where he's going to be at his best. Dude, he played some games on the top line, didn't did he not? Like at least yeah. in the preseason. Yeah, he's been he's been playing on the fourth line lately. And again, I like Alex Kerfoot, the player, when he's in a position where he should be. Should he be playing center over Logan Cooley? No. Nick Bustad? No. Nick Schmaltz? No. So of course he's on the fourth line for three point five million. That's <laughs> it's a, a it, listen, here. that's not I. If somebody offered me. $3.5 million to play for the Coyotes this year. I would also sign the contract. 
How about uh, Zucker with the cushy little job playing next to uh, Logan Cooley? Yeah. Sweet. That's not a bad way to revive Listen, your career. I, I'm not. Arcone. This is not a shot at Arcone. Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> this is a shot at everybody who said, no, no, no. Don't believe what your eyeballs tell you about this player. I watched enough hockey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done with this. I love using numbers as an adjunct to watching the game. I but like I had what is upsetting every time you? I complained about this player. I had people going, but the numbers. What is upsetting you specifically? I, I hate being lied to. I know that this team lied to me. They signed a player who had potential to too much money because Dubas signed a few players in that era to too much money. Andreas Janssen, Kisperi Kapanen, mm-hmm. um, a few other, a few other maybe bigger names as well. Just to a little too much money. And basically with Kerfoot, they had to make it work. Because he wasn't worth the money. I when the Leafs had to protect a lead in the third period, I didn't mind seeing him on the ice. Didn't get, when they needed Dustin a goal, too. when they needed a goal, I'm like, I every literally every time I saw the number 15, I, I saw red mist. I'm like, get him off the fucking ice. Yes. He did give us a fun overtime winner. He did. Listen. But for the most part. So did Yannick Perot back in the day. But Yannick Perot. Corey Cross. Yeah. Guys that are probably shouldn't be out there in overtime. Yannick Perot was one of them, although he didn't win a mean faceoff. Mm, um, David Camp before David Camp. I just, I just, I get annoyed because in Toronto, for some reason, guys take on like otherworldly status that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and Hall and Kerfoot became that. They became two of the most divisive players we've seen in this era of the Leafs. And both of them are apparently amazing people. So this is not a personal hit. But I really can't stand that the previous organize or the previous administration tried to tell me that this player was great. No, what happened was you signed him to too much money and you had to eat it. That's what it was. You were t- you were trying to tell me that you had shit that nobody else had, which you probably do, and that that this was a great player and that I'm just too fucking dumb to see it. I'm that's that shit pisses me. I mean, you're right by accident. Yeah, by accident. You know, but I'm not that dumb. I'm yeah. a little dumb, a lot dumb. He, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I could see when the player doesn't fit this, alongside Tavares and Nylander. This is very anecdotal, um, but ta- <laughs> talking to people about the Leafs, like just in person, like just meeting them, um, they had strong opinions about like everybody. Kerfoot was always with a question mark. What do you mean? They're always like, so like, <clears throat> what what's he doing on the top line? Like, I know or like I'm supposed to like it. What don't I get? Well, they'd, cause they'd watch and they'd be like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Like what? What don't I get? And I'm like, oh no, you're right. The confusion is valid. He shouldn't be up there. Okay, so like, why is he up there? And I try to talk about the good and everything. It was just, it was always with a question mark. You go to Sweden, everyone had a like vehement belief about everyone in that lineup. But every time I met Leaf fans, like what during his tenure with the Leafs. It was always with a question mark. What's up there? Yeah. Why is he? Well, and I think it's because the Leafs did put off an air and it pissed other franchises off. Ask ask people who like Drew who don't cheer for the Leafs. Mm. Our general manager and his group are smarter than yours. Do you, do you think that the Leafs thought they had delicious farts? No. They Kerfer was a good av though. Like that's no. He no, wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, you were lied to, Jesse. This is what Adam's trying to tell you. Trying to tell you. You were gaslit. I was told he was a great, 
Colorado Avalanche. No! <laughs> no. I, I was told he had a high ceiling of potential, and maybe he did. He had great wheels. He can skate like the wind. He He's, was young, too, when they got him. For sure. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, listen, I understand all the reason, but reasoning behind it, but just admit that you made a mistake and move on. But they refused. And, and you know, it's funny. With, with Dubas, um, sometimes, and everybody has this, there was a stubbornness to move off of a point. Mm. He made a lot of great decisions, unbelievable calls, finding Jack Campbell uh, as a throw into a trade, like really, really brilliant. And, and, and you know, getting Tavares and all the other things that he did. But there were certain players who was like, no, I don't care what you say. Process, process, process. I'd absolutely pull Blake Snell in the sixth inning of the of a game that we're winning and he's pitching his fucking balls off. I hated that quote because he didn't need to say it. No, but that's how he was. And so the stubbornness with Kyle Dubas on a couple of things, man, that shit drove me crazy. I'm sure I'd drive him nuts too. Adam, I think it's time. What is it? Yeah, you owe Dubas a bit of an apology. Okay. I'm right. Listen, I'll apologize. For I think what? it's time. What is it? Well, it was something that he was very stubborn about. Kyle Dubas was stubborn about? He was stubborn. He was very stubborn. Mm -hmm. And it hurt the Leafs. It did. But he was right. The Oilers mm -hmm. tried to no fuck I'm, I'm <laughs> the Oilers. I'm not moving. On. Tried to acquire mm -hmm. Zach Hyman yep. from the Leafs, yep. so that they could sign him to an eight-year deal instead of a seven, mm -hmm. and it would have been at a lower cap, and it would have saved them something in the neighborhood of three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Dubas wanted a second-round pick. Uh -huh. The Oilers only wanted to pay a sixth. And I'm here to tell you, saving about $400,000 on the cap every year for eight years is worth a second round pick. And how bad do you think the Oilers wish they had done that? How bad do you think they wish they had that little bit of cap space right now? I don't think 300 grand helps them right oh, now. Oh, yeah? I don't. Oh yeah, yeah? three hundred grand helped them. Oh, no, yeah? I don't, I don't think that helped them if, at all. If I was, was it Ken Holland? Because Ken Holland was twenty nineteen. It was Holland. Yeah, so he would have made he, that. He was brand new there. I yeah. wouldn't have uh, sent the second round pick. I think that's a little rich. No, no, I agree. At the time, I that's uh, no, it was after twenty twenty. But I, I agree that I probably wouldn't have paid it at the time. Yeah, no. However, in hindsight, I bet they wish they had. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. That, I, I don't think so. I don't they think they would have. <laughs> and in fact, the new guy who takes over is probably going to be happy that they didn't have that extra year because it'll give them more flexibility, right? Yeah. Long term. Zach Hyman's been amazing, but you know, players of that ilk tend to fall off. Also, a second round pick is a big pick. It's a gigantic That's not pick. insignificant. Well, 400 grand on the cap is not insignificant. Man. No, they what they, they should have done. I, listen, what they should have done was they should have worked it to like a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they should have done. But they the wouldn't negotiate. Difference. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and Dubis, in his stubborn ways, did the beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep. Yeah. And he came up with second round pick yeah. to save them that much cap space. And the Oilers said, well, we're not doing that. And Dubis said, this is my price. So what did he get? Nothing. Right. And, and he lost Zach Hyman, too. Well, he didn't and, care because he what? knew he was had going he to had the had foresight, anyway, Had he had any foresight and moved on from three and a half million dollars from Alex Kerfoot, he might have been able to retain Zach Hyman. Oh, Adam, you're correct. You're totally correct. But the price was a second because it should have been. And he was right. That's all I'm saying. I know.
I don't know about any of that. Oh, I wish they had gotten a Listen, six too, and I am choosing Jesse. to still be bitter about it. But I'm also choosing to be a hypocrite against Jesse, myself. Am I right about what uh, Dubis Dubis should have got something for it instead of nothing? Yeah, but nobody should have paid a second. No, no, that, that I don't crazy. know what you're asking for. Yeah, the thing is, like, when you start, here's the thing: you obviously, when you do a negotiation, you want to start at a big number, and they're going to start at a little number, and then you come together. Somewhere. What is that called? Uh, what, what do you mean? The type uh, that that thing you're describing? <clears throat> negotiation. A nego oh, maybe in a negotiation you should negotiate and, it, and, and not it just have that. a hard line. At least and then if it. you don't get it, you walk away. Maybe you should actually talk to the other guy and negotiate something in a negotiation. It's Kyle Dubis. You know, Drew, if you turned off the lights in here, it would still be bright because I'm going to keep that gaslight going for you, boys. <laughs> You know, he what? Was I'm, right. I'm sure I'm going to get barraged by people who are like, actually, Alex Kerfoot was good. I'm sorry. He was OK. Uh, here, he let, was let, OK. And you know what? Had they moved off him earlier, they might have been able to do something else and bring in a more useful player for what they needed. No, no, it's no. just funny that you've been waiting 40 years to say that. I have been. Like, <laughs> that, Man, that fucking drove Adam, me crazy for uh, years, but I kept my mouth shut. If, if anyone says he was good and you're wrong here, let, let me clear it up. Let me, let me clear it up. No, he wasn't. Mm. Okay, thanks. Okay. He, he was yeah. okay, though. He's okay. Sure. Yeah, he was okay. It's the National Okay League. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I want to shout out Shayna Goldman. Shayna Goldman for no. the athletic. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Sorry. I just wanted to say that. Sorry. <clears throat> um, Shayna put together, and I love this stuff. When there's no games on, it's like, what kind of, who's going to drop a fucking spicy article? Ooh. And Shayna dropped a spicy one. And they and the headline is is it time for the Islanders to move? Or no, hold on, hold on. Let me oh. let me just read. Let me read it. Lou Lamorello is holding the Islanders back. Is there a better way forward? Fuego. Now she that is picante. On, let's let, go. Let's talk about the Islanders' last ten games. And I'm not going to read everything from this article because I want you to really check it out. But they are two, four, and four. Ooh. Which is if you're if you're keeping track at home, just a couple of points more than the two seven and zero. Oh, uh, Oilers. Two seven and O's looks worse, but that's only two points more. That is on the bad side of mediocre. Um so Yeah, no, that, that math's wrong. Yeah, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> four points. Yeah, four points. Two, four, and four? Oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, eight yeah. points. <laughs> that's a lit that's a difference. My mouth sucks. Shayna's doesn't though. I and just that's saw Drew's confused. Yeah, no, I looked up and Drew's like, <laughs> between, I'm like, yeah. Between staying up all night coughing and the Thailand all daytime, I'm a little bit woo today. A little wooey. All right. Now Lamorello, I'm going to qu quote directly here because it's better to quote Shayna directly mm, because okay. I don't want to fuck no, up anything else. Just guess. Just wing uh, that shit. <laughs> Lamorello's misstep started with an overinvestment in the team's gritty players, which essentially left the Islanders with two fourth lines. It continued with jumping at players uh, who had uncharacteristic career years and overspending on long-term de long deals. Uh, J.G. Pajot and uh, uh, Bo Horvat have been brought up in that conversation interesting and i think that's fascinating and then she goes on to kind of talk about how everybody on this team has some sort of modified no trade list and they're all on extremely long-term deals and so what what the islanders are essentially doing is locking themselves into mediocrity they have she said that one of the best decisions they made and we've talked about this was right at the beginning when they hired barry trotz and when they did let go of Barry Trotz, everybody was like, why are they letting go of Barry Trotz? They've had a ton of success. This is bizarre. Same thing with the Capitals. And what's happened since they let go of Barry, Barry Trotz? Same with the Capitals. Haven't been quite as good. 
Now, underratedly, is Lane Lambert's job at risk here? I think so. A little bit. Really? Already? I think so. Bo Horvat, um, when they signed, when they brought him in, he was shooting at 22%. Which is completely unsustainable. Can't do it. I think the highest sustainable shooting percentages are like Ovechkin with 18%. Uh, really good players can maintain like a mid-teens, high-teens. Look at Jesse. Can you bring that cap friendly page up? Let's let's look at the players on more than two year deals. <clears throat> Barzal, Horvat, Anders Lee, JG Paggio, Pierre Engvall, Casey Sezikis has four more years at that number. That's wild. Oh boy. Ryan Pollock and and Alex or Adam Pellich. By the way, I think those are two great contracts uh, and great players. Uh, Scott Mayfield, for some reason, at thirty one years old, has more than six years remaining on his deal. Like why? I wanted the Leafs to get him. <laughs> Sorokin is is uh, is a great goaltender, but then you have Varlamov, who's thirty five and has four more years. Dude, that's crazy. Guys, he's, he's played well. well I guess three more years after this one. He's like got a no trade too. And and so what what happens is like the roster again. You look at it and you look at Columbus's roster. You're like it's not that bad. It's just is there anything spectacular about it? And I don't see it. Noah Dobson's really interesting. I like him. You can like players, but is the roster construction great? Right? Like, this is a team that cannot score. They're, I, okay. I want to choose my words carefully uh, because because of the conversation that we just had with Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't look at them and go, that's a bad team. I don't even look at their decisions and go, those are bad decisions. Uh, but it's just sort of a roster of players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've gotten away a little bit from their identity. Like <laughs> not being able to score is not an identity. Mm-hmm. And their identity didn't used to be we can't score. It was we don't score because we play this way. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like if you just decided to score I don't think you could. You know what I mean? They have a few they have some games where they go off. Mhm. I'm sure this will get clipped when they erase a four nothing deficit to beat the Leafs, um, but they just, yeah, you're right. There's a little bit of mid there, and I think having stellar goaltending, which is good, and and uh, usually Lou, what you want. Well, yeah, ideal. Lou, Lou should be praised for that. I think it masks some of some of their weaknesses. What I see here is a team built a lot like the late two late and. Sorry, late 90s, early 2000s Devils that were so successful in the dead puck era because you have great goaltending, great defense, offense that can't score much. But back then, it didn't matter as much. We're in a different era now, you know, where where goal scoring is up enormously. And you have to be able to listen. If you're not going to be the highest scoring team in the league, I get it. You went into the third against the Devils and they had a two goal lead. Uh, Just game's over. Just pack your shit. Just pack your shit. Game's over. But if you're the Le- Islanders now, the traffic. if you're the Islanders now and you go into the third down 2 nothing or 3-1, to one, pack it up. It's going to be difficult for you to win that game. And that's the problem is that what I would say with Lou Lamorello from a very basic, now Shana goes into much more detail, is that he is building the team that he knows. Mm-hmm. And it did sort of work a little bit under Barry Trotz, who has a system that's a lot better and more... Uh, more favorable, I think, to what Lou was trying to do than Lane Lambert does. He also has a lot more pull and respect around the league. Um, And you're building a team for the late 90s, early 2000s that is not in that era anymore. Would the New Jersey Devils have, you know, would that team had looked as good in the 80s? 
when right. scoring was eight five every game. The I don't think so. We're yeah. a little different. Also, the Devils like during during oh. those years where they were this lockdown team actually, I believe, did lead the league in offense one year. Really? Yes. Yeah. And that's low year. Oh, that's one yes, thing was when just to speak about the roster construction and how they're playing. The the one thing that concerns me is the early numbers because they sit 28th uh, in the league in goals for. Let me just make sure I have that correct. They sit goals turn, for or expected goals for uh, goals, expected goals for. Let me see where they are. Goals for actual goals for they are. Yeah, they're they're uh, so that'd be thirtieth. They said oh. for goals for they scored twenty six. The only teams below them are the Washington Capitals and the San Jose Sharks. But then if you go to their goals ex, um, above expected, they're right at the bottom with the Edmonton Oilers in that they've been super unlucky. They're minus ten in their goals uh, for above expected, so they're getting. 10 less goals than they should be expected to score. So you think there should be a regression? No. Oh. Because the goals saved, goals against above expected is also minus 10. So their PDO is about 100, which which means oh, that shit. their luck is even and that where they're playing is kind of where they are because they're getting all of these extra saves and they're also not getting all of these extra goals. Edmonton, on the other hand, is right at the bottom in goals four above expected where there are about a minus nine right in the same area but on the other side the goals against they're getting fucked right so their pdo is super low and you expect that to regress the islanders don't have that working towards them in terms of the number that also tracks like you're like yeah no i believe that they're stopping more than the average team yeah no i believe that they're scoring less than the average team uh oh yeah. So both of those things are happening. So you, there's not an expectation in the numbers that they regress back to the mean, which is unfortunate mm -mm. if you're an Islanders fan. I, I think the thing is, though, Islanders uh, ownership uh, has not been great. I know there's different owners, but not been great at moving off of GMs that underperformed in previous years. So I feel for Islanders fans because, man, they had some great years. They've been in the same building for a couple of years. That's a pretty good start. That's a good start. And yeah. um, Lou did bring back an element of respectability. And some success. Oh, it went to the final four. They had they not played like the closest thing we've seen to a modern dynasty in a quarter century. Um, they probably have a cup. Mm -hmm. But if ifs and buts and all that shit. And they haven't gotten better since. No. So this is going to be fascinating to see what happens with this kind of going forward. Last thing before we hit the press conference, Patrick Kane, um, uh, it was... Uh, has signed. Has not signed. Nope. Um, oh. There are teams that are interested, obviously. Looks like right now, anyway, and this could always change, Florida, Buffalo, and Detroit are the key ones. But Emily Kaplan on the drop uh, with Greg Wyshynski and Art Orcal from ESPN said, I'm told that Kane wanted to go back to the New York Rangers. He felt really frustrated by how his hip was uh, hampering his play last year. He wants the chance to do it again. And Chris Drury kind of said, like, whoa, pump the brakes. The cap space is going to be difficult. Yeah. But listen, so then so are the Florida Panthers who are shockingly right up against it. It's going to be difficult there, too. It's not that shocking. They spend they spend a shitload of money. I know but I'm I, what I'm saying is that, like. New York couldn't make it work, but Florida oh. somehow can. Well, like, yeah, I, that is pretty funny. It's just every summer. Where'd this guy say? Oh, Florida. You don't say. I guess they just have 140 mil. Like, just yeah. sitting around. Yeah. To me, just go back to Go to Buffalo. Go to your hometown. Young that'd team. That'd be cool. Fun team. I think that'd be a great story. And we don't know Like, don't go to long. Detroit. No offense to Red Wings fans, but 
don't go to Detroit when Buffalo's right there. Yeah, we don't know how long Tate Thompson's going to be out, but it's going to be not an insignificant amount of time. Like, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it's uh, going to be a while. So, like, they could use somebody to just pad the stats a little. Does that make Tate it is more be out. or less likely? That he I think there. less likely. Yeah. You know, but I think if he looks at it as an opportunity, then it's more likely, you know, Tage is out. I can fit somewhere on the wing and, and feed some goals that he would have maybe siphoned off. I don't know. There's Re more ice time available is what I'm trying to say. Reuniting with the Brinket on a team that a lot of Blackhawks fans hate is kind of spicy. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's going to be fascinating to see what what happens with with him. Uh, but come on, just do Buffalo. Do the Buffalo thing. Do it <laughs> once. Just come on. You got to. Oh, Adam, you see that boat? What's that? That boat in the distance? What is it? Uh, it's uh, Kane going to the Leafs. Oh, get out of here. It's Sailing away. Going to the Leafs. <laughs> it's, it's, I think that ship has sailed. I don't think there was ever really. No. I don't think that's ever been serious. I'm tired of it. Wait, there's no space in the lineup. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Who are you no, taking I, out for Kane? I mean, listen, last year, Alex Kerfoot had that spot, and you can't take it away from him. No. So I'd rather get him back <laughs> at his price. At his no. curve. Do not retain. No, it's if you hear it in the distance, there it is. <laughs> okay. It's, you I, can barely hear it I don't, because it's so far. I just never sensed that like the Leafs needed that. They have unbelievable playmakers. Like, remember, I hate a couple of episodes ago, and I. It, Talking about it's not priority one tearing people down and building them up. Mm -hmm. I said when you were in Sweden, I want to see Mitch Marner activate a little bit more. And man, did he activate on uh, the next game? I was like, that's exactly the Mitch Marner I want. The first line, so let's was, build him back up, was not good mm -hmm. in the Friday game in Sweden. They were very good in the Sunday game. Spectacular! Hooray! Hooray! I'm thrilled. Now, let's do the press conference, Jesse. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, it is that part of the year where the sun sets early and I'm not going to lie to you. The uh, the scary set in for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. November is a tough month. I, yeah. I find the two months I find toughest are November and March. And the reason for that is November is kind of, at least in Canada, it's like the dark in between. Yeah. You know, at least in the States, you know, you got Thanksgiving weekend coming up. The soggy months. Yeah. 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 And March is like, I'm waiting for summer, but it's still minus 20. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, it, I find that on those months, I book my therapy sessions a little yeah. bit more. I, I go to therapy like once a month. But that's that's a twice or a three times a month thing just to kind of get myself out of my own head. Never. And, you know, if that's something you're looking for, BetterHelp is a really great option for you because they match you with somebody in 24 hours, uh, 24 to 48. Excuse me. I just want to make sure you got that right. And then, of course, you can do it over text. You can do it over video. You can do whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, someone actually uh, in Sweden told me how much BetterHelp helped. Oh, them. really? Yeah. Oh. So that, uh, that, uh, that felt really cool to me. It's global. That's Global. Right. That's right. And you can try it right now. Visit betterhelp.com slash STP to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash STP. The Tim Hortons Western Canada Ho Pond Hockey Championship is happening uh, right around the time the World Juniors do. And this is really special. December 27th to 29th. If you're from Alberta, you've probably heard about it. It's in the grand city of Chestermere. You used Ooh. to live in Alberta. I did. Did I you did. ever go to Chestermere? I did. It's gorgeous. What? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Chester's not that far from Calgary, so. Oh, and you um, like it. I actually, you know what? Uh, of the small towns in Canada, I think Alberta's got some of the best ones. It's very like, um, Chestermere is just, they're all picturesque. You could see forever. It's very flat until you hit the mountains. Um, this this tournament has over 15,000 attendees per day. It's outside, uh, you know, community rinks, frozen ponds, um, and it's basically 
this is the seventh year in a row with 14 ranks, a thousand players, um, huge community event. And Tim Hortons is a big contributor. So it is a fundraiser with three local nonprofit organizations, which is Synergy, a community support organization, the local food bank and the CWCS, Chestermere Women's Crisis Society. It's uh, primarily for minor hockey kids to participate. So if you're a dad trying to live out your dreams, I'm sure there's some opportunities for that. But really, this is for the kids. What if you can't skate very well? You just want to see how well you do. Uh, They'll also be uh, partnering with ODR Hockey Heroes for this event. So Google Tim Hortons Western Canada Pond Hockey Championship and uh, try to be there because it is quite the spectacle. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Now we have some candy left over from Sweden. And I want to sh- shout out Victoria, Eric, Jasper, and Lizette from Gothenburg, Sweden. Mm. Um, Gotham? Batman? Goth- Gothenburg, wow. Sweden. Uh, a former Dutch settler colony. Did you know that? No. Well, now you do. That's how it started in Thanks, the 1600s. Man. Anyway, they they wanted you to try this chocolate bar, and I'm going to sit out because my stomach's giving me issues. But <laughs> sorry, uh, Adam's gonna shit himself. Not no, it's not quite chocolate. that. I've got an irritable stomach. Adam's but gonna fucking. It's sh- called Drew. Give me a give me a little close up here. Damn. 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 I've died. So this Diam. looks like a score bar to me. I've had this before. Have you? Yeah. They've also got... The, I don't remember when, but like years ago. They look like they're sponsors of <coughs> several major yeah. premier teams. Arsenal, teams. Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester. <coughs> so I I should have... Or sorry, Manchester United. Um, oh, that, we only have one. We only have one? No, but there's more than one bar. Yeah, that. no, but I thought you were giving... That one has the that sponsorship on it, oh. too. Oh. oh, there, that broke off. That's for you. It looks identical to a score bar. Yeah. I don't like score. I love score. You're wrong. I'm out. You're what out? Do you I don't like score. Give yeah, me. I don't like score either. Yeah. No. You're right, shit. Not crazy about score. This is delicious. Okay. It's actually really good. <laughs> I think I, I think it might be wrong. Take that shit. It's okay. I want the next one. Um, The next one. That was actually really good. How was it bad at first and then got good? Because I was going into it acting like I'm going to eat a score and it was a little better and it's kind of good. You're stupid. Oh, yeah. The guy shout out yesterday, Brent. Oh. Um, give us those ones. All right, I want you to try this French Swedish chocolate called Marabou. Marabou. All right, it's a chocolate. All right. No, ahead. I think Marabou is the name of the chocolate, and it's nougat chocolate, which would be my favorite. But again, I'm but it's uh, called Fransk. Oh, okay. Right, because that's Marabou as well, and these are two different ones. This is Fransk. Here, you open it. Sure. I'm still. Chewing my 
Damn. What's <laughs> Twitter saying, Adam? Uh, I'm looking at like line rushes and stuff like that for the Leafs, and it looks as though they're going to start the line that they should. Start. Is, anyone- is this like marshmallow? It's oh. nougat. Oh, shit. Oh. By the way, I wanted to let you guys know uh, that. That's fabulous. Wow. Uh, things since the Leafs dropped Hall and Oates, things have not gone well for Hall and Oates. Um, oh. It's come out this morning that Hall and Oates are in a confidential legal battle that has led Daryl Hall to get a restraining order against John Oates. And what? Uh, the court issued the temporary restraining order, and it will begin in eight days. So they are not to contact each other. So Hall and Oates, ever since the Leafs dropped them, they've fallen apart. That's really good. By the way, there's 70, 77. Can you imagine being 77 and suing your partner of a lifetime? And getting a restraining what's, order. What's the name of that? Dansk? Fransk? Fransk. That thing's really good. Because it's like dark chocolate, too. Oh yeah! Oh, I love me some rankings. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, my wife and I split an entire bag of these yesterday. <laughs> Are uh, these candies? Yes, Bilar. They're gummies. I don't know what they're supposed to be in the shape of. Perhaps a rabbit. Mm. Um, Algren's Bilar. Sveriges mest kopta bil, um, which I think means Sweden's most something something. <laughs> Did, did I tell you about the coffee menu? No. So Drew and I, like, the great thing about Swedish is you can understand a bunch of the words even if you don't speak Swedish. And I was like, what do you think that is on the menu? And it was vorm chocolate. Oh, you just yes. did tell us that. You might have, yeah. you've, I oh, think you've I? told that four times now. Okay, cool. Well, there's four, four straight episodes. I think we've heard that. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you've told did it, I tell every, it while I was there? every episode, including the one you were there. I'm jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're a little, Last. they're kind of hard, right? <laughs> Why don't you like it? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Jesse does not like. Steve, no. Various miscoptabil. Adam, try that one. No, yeah. thanks. Oh, okay. You want various miscoptabil? No, I also um, think this is, can we move on quickly? Because this is, the, we got to, we got to get those rankings. Yeah. All right. Let's get, get those the, rankings. Get the other two, Here. This is Coco. Also a oh. Marabou brand. Too. Ah. Three. All right, let's go. Oh, okay. Goddamn. Jeez. I'm speeding this up. Rushing me and shit. <laughs> oh, I just got chocolate in my eye. You see that? Here you go. Oh, I took the. I just took the other half. What is this? Nope. It looks crispy, but it's no. not. Why no? Why coconut. no? Coconut. Oh, you don't like coconut. coconut. I don't like coconut in things. You don't like coconut in things? I don't like when they're in things. What like I'll drink mean? coconut water, but I don't like coconut chocolates. I don't like like coconut flavored stuff yeah so you're like, like actual <laughs> coconut is delicious but <coughs> went down the wrong way goes above this one the next last one i think that's just chocolate which is gonna be good oh yeah because no. european chocolate's the best read the middle what does it say milk choc chocolate yeah milk chocolate milk. what could that be i don't know steve did you see anything with uh, that you want to mention about oh, your time man. in Sweden? That's like this one time we went to a coffee place. <laughs> we got warm chocolate. <laughs> Did you get it though? No. Oh, you didn't get it. Oh, you okay. Didn't you have it. to oh. get it. I simply read it and was proud. Oh, I would love to know what hot chocolate in Sweden tastes like. It's bet's way better than here. I had that North American phenomenon though, where I was temporarily not mm-hmm. lactose intolerant. <laughs> This is great milk chocolate. Fabulous. I've already had this. I'm going to eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Fabulous. Absolutely spectacular. All right. This shit on s'mores. Oh. Oh yeah. I got my ranking. Let's rank rank them. One. No, I'll start from the bottom. Okay. Five. This nonsense. This uh, Bilar candy. Five. Garbage. This this thing called cocoa. Marabou from Marabou brand, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, decent. I don't like coconut, but if you like coconut, you'll very much enjoy this because it's rich with coconut. Number three, Franks. Uh, the nougat, very nougaty, um, marshmallowy texture, pretty good. Milk chocolate, great milk chocolate. Um, just tastes like milk chocolate, except a kind of premium because it's better than Canadian and American milk chocolate. It's really rich in cocoa. Awesome. I, I I didn't bring it, but they also have that with digestive cookie in it. Adds a little crunch. Ooh, really great. That yeah, that sounds delicious. And number one on my ranking, the one I went into it anticipating it'd be awful, and I took my first bite, and I was like, "That's garbage." But then I kept eating it, and I'm like, "This is actually really good." The dime, dime, damn, damn. The dame is really good. Tastes kind of like a better. Uh, if scores were good, is what it tastes like. Scores it's are fabulous. disappointing. They are disappointing. Very good. How dare the both. That's my top five. Am, am I doing it too? Go ahead. Okay, I then don't we'll like the questions. I don't like uh, this is. This Terrible. I did mine quick. Do yours quick. Okay. Terrible. Uh, I don't like dark chocolate, so the France uh, for me is last. It's not bad. Um, the yeah, Jesse's right. These are kind of disappointing. The, uh, <laughs> you ate a whole bag of them. The bullet. Yeah. And you didn't consider that when you were eating the whole bag? Oh, were you high? I didn't say they were bad. <laughs> um, cocoa is gonna go number two. It's just sort of mid. Um, oh man, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say milk chocolate number two and. Hey, dime wins. Dime. Dime. If you're ever in Europe, go try a dime. That's Stephen I's number one. Yeah. All right. Like when John, have you seen that clip with Don Cheadle on uh, Kevin Hart's podcast? He's like, and I'm 55. And he goes, damn. Damn. And Don Cheadle's really upset about it. (laughs) He was not happy. All right. This is from Die Fulio. Mm -hmm. Regarding the panettone slander, Mm. the best way to eat it is to dip it in your espresso. The same with biscotti. Highly recommended. Also, if you're going to eat any panettone and you are a chocolate lover, chocolate flavor is amazing. Um, in my family, um, the way we eat panettone mm-hmm. is we give it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the next holiday, <laughs> they give it back to you because they forgot that you gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the next holiday... You do it again. If you if you spill anything on the floor over Christmas, just drop the panettone on it. It'll just soak it all up and <laughs> yeah, you no. throw it out then. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you run out of paper towel. Great sponge panettone right there. Yeah, don't get it. Don't get it. Never got it. Don't get it or get it five times from the same relative. Also, I want to I want to ask you, why is it? It's like Italians. Like they make the the best coffee in the world. Or some of the best oh. coffee. Some of the some of the best coffee in the world is Middle Eastern coffee. Is why I gotta give big shout outs. Okay, mm-hmm. but mm. um, Italians make beautiful espressos and cappuccinos and stuff like that. Why like do I want to dip something in it all the time? Can you imagine like panettone? Is this is this cake that's already dry? It's pre dry. It's pre stale cake. Mm. And then so if it's not falling apart in your hands, do you pick it up with your fingers? And dip it in the coffee, or do you do it with a fork? And if you then do it with a fork, are there little flakes of cake just floating around in your coffee? Yeah. 
Seems like a, a lot of work to drink a coffee. We're a culture built on sauce. Ah, right? uh, yeah. Did okay. you ever just have pasta? No. Put a little sauce. Oh. Right? Yeah. It's we use the coffee as sauce. Okay. All right. We have sauce. We have. Do you understand? Pizza has sauce, and then we have sauce that you can dip your sauce bread now, into. Do do real Italian pizzerias have dipping? I don't think they do. That's I, a North mm, American thing. I don't know because I'm a dirty yeah, Canadian no, Italian. I, no. When I was in yeah, Italy, that's a great point. They didn't dip. You don't dip. I did see pizza come out with an egg in the middle of it. I believe Italians it. will do that, and then mm -hmm. it, like cooks an egg, and apparently it's very, very, very good. I was like 12, yep. so I was like, I don't think so. I want my cheese and pepperoni. But yeah. yeah, I wasn't very cultured when I was 12. Weird. Yeah. Um, I'd like you got to go a distaste for nachos and you stuck with that, though. Well, I was right about that. I was right about that. I don't know. Although we did go to a, uh, a Shoeless Joe's and they were like, hey, we hear you don't like nachos. And the nachos were OK. Because they, they're like, they really we don't, that thing about using old ingredients. We don't do that here at Shoeless Joe's. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But they but other people do. Don't tell me they didn't. You ever have a friend who you really love? And they say something in a group setting that like makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I don't like that the world knows my friend doesn't like nachos. Mm -hmm, me too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel uncomfortable. It's weird. You're my friend. I have to excuse. Yeah. Like oh no, he's great. It's ask him about music or something. Don't don't talk to him yeah. about nachos. Mm -hmm. Like you ever have someone abruptly change the subject when politics come up? That's you with nachos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ask him about. Yeah. The, uh, what about the weather? No, no, no the Jessica Simpson biography. That is a great biography, and you should see? read it. See, that's, that's how fabulous. We, that's how we get the conversation. It's so here. good. Adam, here, talk about nachos. No, do it. Wait, what do you want me to say? That I don't like them again? Well, uh, uh, Jada Pinkett, you see what she did <laughs> this time? Isn't that... That's a great... Isn't that quirky? Also a great story. You guys I'm, want another man, question? I missed having a radio show based on pop culture when that was happening. You guys want another question? Sure. This is from Swimmy. Uh, they said, should the NHL continue doing games in Europe during the regular season? Personally, I think Euler Sens game in Germany, Drysaddle versus Sutzla, would be fantastic. Oh, what a great If idea. so, which countries would you most like them to go? Switzerland. Oh, that'd be good. Um, they've done London, haven't they? Have they done England? Mm, no. no. I don't think for a regular season. I don't know why they haven't. They preseason. should do that. They should do that. Uh, they did the Kings like pretty recent. Kings but not a preseason. You got to do a real game. You know, British people are not going to line up for something that doesn't matter. <clears throat> I think gotta, the problem is it's very difficult, right? Like we um, we were talking before the show. What 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 show was it? Thirty two thoughts was talking about like Western Conference teams are worried about getting Patrick Kane because of all the travel. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, if like sitting on a plane is going to wreck your career, I, I don't know. Maybe that's not a guy you commit to, but. Um, it, I mean, it screwed up Klingberg's ability to play, mm -hmm. and like it, it affects guys, mm -hmm. man. It, it affects guys. So it's, and Sheldon Keefe complained about it constantly. He said it was a grind. Yes, Jesse. Adam, they were in Switzerland last year. Oh, they were. Oh, uh, it was Nash, uh, Nashville, and someone else. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, you can't expect me to remember that far in the in. in uh, Nashville and San Jose. See, Switzerland makes sense because they are, right. I think they're seventh in men's ranking and they're third in women's ranking. Like, that's a hockey country. 
Right, but those were um, those were the preseason games. So this is this is how the global series went last year. They played two preseason games, one in Switzerland and then one in Germany, and then they played two regular season games in the Czech Republic and then in Finland. Yeah, and that was Colorado, Columbus, Nashville, and San Jose who went over See, there. Th- those are all countries where it makes sense to play. I I think what hockey needs to do. Uh, Germany is a really good one. Because it's on the rise and the program is really good. And a ton all of Germans in Sweden for the global. What series. they need to do is put real, not preseason bullshit preseason games. Yep. Sorry, Australia. You did get some bullshit preseason, although that Logan Cooley goal was great. They know. They should get a real NHL game. I know it would be difficult. But I they don't should. think you could possibly. They uh, they got them in 2011. So you can't. The Sabres Kings played in Germany. Uh, they played in Berlin. Over there for the NHL premieres. Okay. Called that one. So, yeah, I didn't realize how long they've been doing these overseas games. Like, I'm going through the list on here. And well, they do a terrible Wikipedia. job promoting them. I'm not going to lie. In 2007, they played a game in London. Oh, they did? Uh, okay. The Ducks played the Kings. See, what you need to be doing if you're the NHL is taking real games with good teams. <laughs> and by the way, Ducks, Kings 2007 would have been pretty good. Yeah. At least the Ducks would have been good. Oh, yeah. Um, you need to take good teams, premier matchups, and put them in places where you want to grow. So where, if you're the NHL, you got to look at this from a purely business perspective. Which countries have the most money? And <laughs> I would look at, I, you got to look at Great Great Britain, the, the whole, all four nations involved. Yeah. Uh, you got to look at France. France has a ton of money. Uh, you got to look at a country like, I think Norway makes a lot of sense. Uh, Zuccarello, especially if you can get the wild he over was, there. He was a, he was a, f- a fan favorite in uh, Sweden. I also want, I, I also don't understand why the NHL doesn't want to do business in Asia. Um, they had the, uh, the China games, the 2018, they call them the China games in, for preseason. Um, they had Boston, Calgary fly over there in 2018. Then 2017, the NHL China games were Vancouver, Los Angeles. Hey, great. Which is kind of cool. The West Coast teams, you know, go that, that way around sense. the world. Th- those are um, one. Those are preseason games in 2017. Why not Japan? Japan's another country. I'm sure you could. Ton of cash. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you could. Like where, where fans, I think, would jump on it. Korea. Yeah, of course. And you look at the way. Here's the thing. Like there are some some countries that are really sports countries. You ever watched a baseball game in Japan? The fans are bonkers. In 2000, the Nashville Predators and Pittsburgh Penguins played in the Japanese games. There you go. They played two regular season games. In 2000, 1998, the Calgary Flames played the San Jose Sharks, two regular season games. In 1997, the Ducks played the Canucks, two regular season games. So here's the problem, is that a kid born on the day that those games were played is now 25. Mm-hmm. So, like, and one thing I learned from the Global Series in Sweden is how well-traveled it was. So there's going to be a ton of Mexican fans at the Mexico City games, obviously. But if there are fans in any of the neighboring countries, they will get there. Like, I, I you know, there's a bunch of Twitter accounts in my mentions all the time. It's like Brazilian Leaf fans. I, I bet, you know, they'll find a way to travel. And you might say, well, Steve, Brazil isn't exactly close to Mexico. Well... I mean, uh, neither is, you know, uh, I guess Britain to Sweden. Mm-hmm. It's still a two and a half hour flight, but you'd be amazed how many fans made that trip because it's easier than making the friggin' trip to Canada or the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you'd be surprised how well-traveled it'll, it'll be. I think it's going to be one of those things. I'd like to see them do it a couple times a year, once in the fall, once in the... After the All Star break, I don't know. I guess things get a little. Slow. The way, I'm yeah, actually I can't do that. Looking Can you do at the January? list, like 
I'm surprised at how well they've been doing with going once a year and hitting all of these markets. Like, I think it's something they need to keep up. Like, doing the Australia games, it seemed that was great. That was so tough last year because of how far that is. But, like, kudos to them for getting that done. And for a preseason game, I think that makes more sense. And if they just keep this up and keep going to these other markets, it's actually a really good little idea the NHL there's has. Six, there's successful live events. It's the NHL needs to start. The NHL and their rights holders need to start treating these games the way they treat the outdoor games. Yeah. The Heritage Classics, the Winter Classics, the state, well, not the stadium series. Those, they are basically like, hey, there's a, uh, there's a game today. Uh, the, the, yeah. You got to stop treating it like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the Islanders and I don't fucking know. Just t- tune in at three or whenever one's game. Yeah. Two. That promotion of it could use it's, a lot It's more. terrible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely terrible. And, and like, I was shocked by the stuff I was reading about the Global Series while I was over there. Because it's it's like the biggest thing going over there. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm, I glad, think you I'm get, glad you did. Did you have to, Adam? Did you pay to watch it? Well, I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't pay to watch the Sens in Detroit, so I just gave up. Mm. I didn't. I didn't bother with the legal stream. I'm like, I got laundry to fold. I'm like, I got shit to do. I'm sorry. And I would have had it on in the background. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I think you're right, uh, Jesse. What else you got? I got something really quick. Uh, to, if you give me a second to get it up here, I'm just trying to open NHL stupid thing. Let me just do it for my email. By the way, the Leafs website. Every time I go on it on my phone, the most recent story is still the Leafs signed Noah Gregor. What? <laughs> I'll bring it up right now. <laughs> Can we please fix it? I think their website's a little brokey. Um, so you mentioned the winter classic and the outdoor games and the stadium series and all that fun stuff. Are you bringing up Noah Gregor? Yeah. Still the most recent friggin' story. Why? What happened like two months ago? When you scroll, what's the next one? When you, you can't. Yeah. Oh, this? Least complete trade with Vancouver Canucks. It's Sam Lafferty. They just stop updating after the Gregor signing. Also, MapleLeafs.com doesn't work right now on my computer for some reason. Oh, that's good. Maple Leafs announced staff updates. So, yeah, Maple Leafs announced training camp. Because well, no one goes to MapleLeafs.com for news. Friggin' I do. Why? I don't know, because it's my job. Well, they used to have a, a, a robust, uh, like, Leafs TV and all that stuff and writers. Mm. And they just, I think they stopped doing it because the owners of the team are broadcasters and they don't want a MapleLeafs.com to take away from a Sportsnet.ca or a TSN.ca. Oh, good. Well, that's what it is, right? So I would imagine that probably plays into it. Don't make things hard for people. Yeah, I know. Stop doing it. it. I get it. That is really weird. Oh, is that the desktop site as well? Yeah. What are we doing? They just went to fucking Europe and the top story, the most recent story is Noah Gregor. What are we doing? In terms of their news feed, yeah. If you go to team, that's just the roster. You I think Noah Gregor was a big story. It might be the story of the year. Video. And I feel like, Steve, you're underplaying how great. So where they do kind of their updates is in the video section where they have all the post-game stuff. And How is that not on the homepage? In the blueprint. but How is it not on the homepage? Yeah, if you just land on the news page, it's Maple Leafs complete trade with Vancouver Canucks. When I fart out Maple Leafs.com with my thumbs, that should be the first thing I'm hit over the head. The with. blueprint, yeah. Get out of okay. here. Holy shit. Okay, let me get to the last thing we'll get to here. Uh, the Winter Classic. You mentioned outdoor games and all that fun stuff. The Vegas Golden Knights and Seattle Kraken are playing in the Discover 
Winter Classic this year, uh, and they just released the jerseys officially. They officially. they leaked um, a couple days ago this or this past week on a couple of different news outlets. But here we go. We have the official jerseys, um, Vegas oh. and Seattle. What do you guys think? I can read out the. I, I think we're trying too hard. Do you ever? Do you ever try to convince yourself to hate something because everyone else does? I don't hate it. They're fine. They're fine. Those are fine. But they're not like, they're not like, whoa. Can you describe it for those listening on audio, Adam Wilde? So the Golden Knights one is a, is, is white, gold, and blue. They have a gold shoulder patch, a gold. is black. Sorry, the TV's a little color off. If you think. Oh, it's black? Yeah. It's, oh, okay. It looks it's black it's or black. silver. Looks uh, silver. So it's black. Silver or blackish, yeah. Black, white, Gray. and charcoal. Okay. Steel. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> no, you go take it. You tell them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Adam, Adam, continue. <laughs> okay, so basically it's charcoal gray, uh, gold, and white. And what you're essentially looking at is it's just like a Vegas V with almost like a fleur-de-lis on the top of both uh, both ends of the V and brown gloves and blue pads, which is a weird mix. Um, and then pads. And then the Kraken one is, is like their jersey, but take the Seattle Kraken colors and make it 1920s where they love to stripe everything for some reason. The, and then the, the old Aston, Montreal Canadian one. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly that. Uh, or if you're if you if you like the Pittsburgh Steelers, the old Bumblebee jerseys. Yep. Um, and then the Kraken S is like a it, it kind of looks like a monster, but it's red and it looks. Here's the thing. What doesn't work for me is making jerseys look retro from teams that were not around during retro times. That's what I was going to say. Well, it's, I, it's from their 1917 team. It says right there. Oh, you're right. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I didn't know that. All right. Maybe I should have done it. I think you should have. Yeah, we could read out the the thing they have next to the jerseys. It says the Kraken's NHL Winter Classic uniform is inspired by the 1917 Seattle team that holds the distinction of being the first U.S. team to win the Stanley Cup. In the crest, the tentacle that lives within the negative space of the original S has been replaced with Kraken. Let's get Kraken. I don't know. I think they're fine. They're fine. You know what? I, I think what we need to stop doing is making so many jerseys. I'm I'm ready to just go back to the normal jerseys and having a third jersey every once in a while. <laughs> like the special jerseys don't sell that well. I don't I think, think as well. Anyway, anyway, I think that's a bad take. Is it a bad take? Do you like the new? Yeah, can we not just have a third jersey that sticks around for half a decade? Or no, we need to have a jersey that's used if once. You're actually getting uh, what you want right currently in this jersey climate because Adidas, who's currently currently the jersey maker, has stopped making alternative jerseys for anything other than like these special events because they're switching over to the Fanatics yeah. jersey. So you're not going to get those special jerseys. So what what's you want is currently happening. And listen, you'd be lucky if those jerseys next year even show up on time. So it's going to be, I, I don't know. Well, how, how about this? It's fine. They're good. They're good. I if you like the, them, the great. Color Colors clash to me. I don't think red goes with that light blue and the dark blue and the white. That's my only problem with the Kraken jersey. I kind of like the Vegas one. Also, the idea to have Seattle play Vegas. Good good job. Yeah, I like that. Correct. You know what I like? I like Steve's SHL jersey, the Jurgarden jersey. That was a good jersey. Yeah. Good colors. Jurgarden. And 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 colors that you don't traditionally see in the NHL. That that type of red you haven't seen. Your garden uh, melted Leo's mind, by the way. Really? Yes. Why? Uh, because he's like, "What team is that, Daddy?" And I go, "It's your garden." He goes, "No." I go, "Yeah, it's your garden. It's not mine." <laughs> what? I, it's your garden. It's I don't. It's not my garden. <laughs> And I, no, it's your garden. No. And then he started to think it's a game. 
And now he won't. I, he just calls it Sweden. Oh, okay. That's my Sweden. That works. Trivia. Yeah. Not Swedish Jersey. It's my Sweden. Trivia to end the show. Mm. Can you tell me where this Winter Classic is being played? What, the I'm Seattle-Vegas one? Yeah. <laughs> is it in either Seattle or Vegas? I'm asking you. I'm going to say Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to say Portland, Oregon. Uh, can you tell me what stadium in what city? I'm going to say it's the... What do they call? It? What do they call the, the Seahawks? Called it like the Sixteenth Man, whatever. When they when they bring McElroy out and they were going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's a Richard Sherman's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is not at the Seahawks football stadium. <laughs> it is in Seattle and it's at the Mariners baseball. Oh, stadium. that makes sense. Okay, yeah, All I right. thought that was interesting. I guess it makes sense not to have it during football season in the football stadium. Yeah, but they typically. They can. Can they? I don't know. Oh, they have. It's also really temperate there, so I'm wondering how the ice is going to be. Like, we had one at fucking Foxborough. Yeah. You know. But what what time of year? They have one in California. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder that just the ice is going to be fascinating. I feel like they go to the football stadiums more often. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like they go to the football stadiums more often. Mm-hmm. I think so. Do a Kraken Canucks one. That's all I'm saying. I'd like a Leafs outdoor game again sometime soon. We just had one. I know. We, it was miserable. I know. Tim Hortons Field is the worst place on that earth. That was a Sabres <laughs> outdoor game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if anybody listening to this went to the Grey Cup and was miserable for three hours. Oh, because it was also... It was at Tim Hortons Field. I just want to interview <laughs> the people who live in a normal-looking house <laughs> next to the building. You could see into that person's bathroom from like row three. Yeah. Imagine like just your house and you walk out of your door and it's just Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> like just, it's just the Sky Dome right there. And you might be listening to this going, well, I live in a condo. No, 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 no. You're not listening. A house. These guys just live in a neighborhood. It's just like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. You know what? Right outside the fucking building. If you want to make some money. Put some porta potties out there yep. every time the any, anytime there's an event there. Anytime the Arkells are in town, um, make sure that you uh, honestly, dude, because like <laughs> you could you could charge serious cash. I would have peed from the. I had to pee so bad I had to pee from my seat into your house. Like, You'd be able so to bad. feel. And you heat. probably could. I honestly because they're yeah, that the, close. The, the, You'd yeah. be able to feel the heat from Nickelback's pyro. Oh yeah, like, no Green Day played. Oh, Green Day played. Oh, yeah. Green oh Day played no, I, did I, they I swear? Because they're from Hamilton. I bet they swore. How unique and quirky of them <laughs> You're to being do mean. that thing. That No. Did they swear? At the <laughs> I don't know. They get on stage. I'm fucking 50. And we all go, yeah. What is happening? Are you bashing? What is that? Where did yeah, they I'm go sick of them. From? I'm sick of them. Because they get on a mic and they just go, fuck. And everyone goes, woo. What? It's 2023. That's not rebellious I'm anymore. I don't care. Shocked. Why do you have pent up rage for Green Day? No, because every couple years they play somewhere live because someone like forgot to book anyone relevant, and they're like, "Oh shit, let's get Green Day," and the clip goes viral of them swearing, and people are like, "Can you believe it?" Yes, that's what they do at every show. Who cares? <clears throat> Shut up. I bet they're gonna play. I bet they're gonna play Holiday again. They are. Yeah. They are. What the fuck is up, Hamilton? Shut up. <laughs> Shh.
shut up. This is one of your most absurd takes. So hold on, hold on. They're fine. To be clear, are you are you you're not for or against Green Day? It's more just like <laughs> act of like Mick Jagger at fifty didn't need to get on stage. No, but it's like can you believe rock and roll Mick can Jagger? be rock and roll without it? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I Grow just up. called him Mick Jagger. Uh, can you believe Mick Jagger pursed his lips? Yes, that's what he does. Oh, Billy well, that's Joel. What, that's what he does. Joe Bob he, or whatever he, gets on stage. You know what this swears. rant sounds a Billy lot like? <laughs> you know what this rant sounds a lot like? What? Can you believe Wes McCauley went up there and did fighting? It's yeah. Fighting. This is the same yeah. shit, Steve. Green Day is the Wes McCauley of pop punk. Wow. They're not. Wow. They're, they're very much not. Damn, I don't even dude. understand how that makes sense. Are they good or were they fun? Are they still good or were they fun once upon a time? I think they're a good band. Yeah, if they were good. Music, they I, made I, some good songs. No, but, they no, did but, an Enterprise commercial. And then after that, I was like, that's enough. Music oh, wait, no, sorry, that's West. sports sorry. in that you can just play the hits from way back when. And yeah. there's still the same song. I don't, I'm not hating on the hits. You don't start sucking. I'm not hating on you the get hits. old. They're the yeah. same songs. I'm not hating on the hits. It's just, oh man, they swore. Can you believe that? And I'm like, yeah, man, of course. Somebody, I didn't watch the halftime show, so somebody's got to tell us if they did. They if, swear? If they swore, I don't know. I just, I saw a clip and it was like, oh. Oh, so they did. You We're saw? fucking Green Day, and people go, what? <clears throat> That's the most rebellion I've ever seen. I'm a fucking pilgrim. <clears throat> you want, you want to hear? I can't believe they swore in public. Can it's I? It's the 1700s. Can I give you a, a music take? Yeah. I thought it was weird that the NHL traveled to Sweden and sang the American and Canadian national anthems. It was incredibly weird. I, it was why, weird. I'm in like, the why are we in their country and not singing their national anthem? And also, shout out to the Swedish singers who had just barely learned both of them. Like, d d there was a couple times I'm like, oh, Oh, Canada's going off the rails, boys. I and, well, yeah, there was one. Oh, Canada. Like, why are we bad. singing our national anthem? There, were, there was a singer. I forget her name. She had like a like a like a dark bob yep but she you know as a canadian i love this country man the american anthem kicks our ass oh yeah and you could tell it was all right i'm gonna get through oh canada this little camp song and then and now for the real anthem yeah and she doesn't care it's not her country she's just exploring yeah she's just taking it taking that song for a little ride Going up the chords, down the trebles, and all that. I don't know all the music terms, but she was singing all sorts of notes, and none of them were the right ones, but they all sounded great. And you could tell it was the greatest moment of her life. And then the game started, and we were all, all like, we're in neither of those countries. Yeah, it's weird. It's a bit odd. It's really weird. Didn't also, it's like didn't we hear it was, it was, uh, they didn't want to do it for time. It would take too long. No, so they, well, you don't do three. You do one. Yeah, you just do the Swedish one because... Um, our, like, I think fans in the United States and Canada will be okay if we don't hear our national anthem while it's in Sweden. I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, no, I most normal we people were like, um, hey, this is odd. Why aren't we... I mean, it, it's already odd that we sing a national anthem before every game. It's weird. And you can't tell me it's not. It's just because you've never questioned it before. It's weird. Well, and like, you know, not everyone knows the appropriate time during the anthem to go, go, let's go! Because <laughs> sometimes it's weird. Other times you're like, fuck yeah! When we were at the game uh, last Saturday, I think it was, the, it's Natalie Morris is the new singer. Is that her name? Yeah, I think and, so. And uh, 
when she stepped out, someone was like, fuck yeah, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> and she started laughing. That, that was, was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. I just don't understand. I don't get the anthem thing anyway, but I just feel like yeah. as a fun little nod to the country we're going to, let them sing their own national anthem. We'll yeah. be okay. I've heard the Star Spangled Banner. I've heard Oh Canada. Who cares? Uh, hearing it one more time isn't going to make me more or less patriotic or a citizen. So why don't we just fucking throw it away and... And move on. It's just that South Park episode after after I don't hear the anthem once. We're going to burn down your Federal Express. <laughs> Remember that one? Yes, yes. Burn it down. All right, Adam, throw on your headphones. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. What? Is that the extra? Ah. Well, we're Damn! Friday and we'll be able to talk about actual hockey games. How about that? I miss the Leafs. Uh, the Leafs won't play. When we do another no. episode. Other teams. But <laughs> other not the teams, Leafs. though. And don't worry, the Leafs get another five-day break in December. Fuck yeah, Hamilton! The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.